0: Hello! Hello everyone! Welcome back to Unsensational. Thanks for hanging out with us. This episode has a lot in it, uh, but we think that most importantly is to let you know that this, this episode is brought to us by the letter B
1: for Bisexual, because it's Bisexual Visibility Week. And Ooh. bisexual visibility day is coming up tomorrow. Yay. How does this how it hears everything? <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sing me the music I the, the girl music might feel as
0: I don't know which one is more correct. They both feel right. But there are things that today popped into my brain where I was like, fuck, that's gay. We got to talk about it. Perhaps one of the most important things to start off is to say that at the point that we're recording this episode, um, RBG has recently passed away. It was, when was it? Was it Saturday? Friday.
1: Friday. Friday night, actually. Yeah. Friday?
0: So she passed away on Friday night. Today's Tuesday. It's only been a few days. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on RBG, her replacement, how that's going to happen, and what the future of feminine and queer and women lives look like. And I know that you do too.
1: I do as well. The reason I remember that RPG passed on a Friday is because I went out for a bike ride with my friends. We went for a drink afterwards, me and this one friend, and we decided to do a very adult thing where we put our phones face down on the table, don't look at them. The person that picks up their phone first has to pay the check as incentive to get us to just speak with one another, converse. We were having a lovely, great time. One friend had to, couldn't join us for drinks, but you know, we still extended the offer should uh, their plans change and thought, oh crap, let's, okay, you, you check your phone to make sure they haven't messaged you. Great. That's what we did. And then all of a sudden, my friend that I'm sitting at the table with is like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, what's wrong? You're, you're, you're scaring me. I'm, 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 nervous you you keep saying this no 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 shows me their phone and it's it's just the slew of rbg has has passed and i had the same immediate thoughts that i know i'm talking as a middle class white woman but i had immediate fears of Progress that has been made for certain laws on the equality of sex, sexual orientation, and different gender identity, um, and discrimination related to that, had been done quite recently. Uh, she was someone who, from my point of view, and this is what we will discuss, but from my point of view, kind of spearheaded that movement subtly, kind of into law case by case, and I was just, had immediate thoughts and concern about nervousness for the future, because this is a great way to showcase what is wrong with our current system, especially the Supreme Court and our judicial branch, Mm -hmm. for the fact that we can essentially lock in a, and I'm specifically saying conservative, as opposed to progressive here but we can essentially lock in a conservative supreme court for the next
0: 30 years. I was also nervous. So. I have a lot of feelings, a lot of them. So I'm going to I'm going to work through them here because obviously this is so much better than therapy. RBG passing huge. I think that I mean she she's always been big and important for liberal people i think that since notorious rbg came out there were a lot more eyes on her and i think a lot of that was very important in order to remind people who are young that it is still a major challenge that the court cases that were won for your freedom of expression are very recent that the challenges that are not challenges for you, that is a recent change. And yes, I'm not saying you have to grovel and be thankful, but I wish there was, I wish there was better education. Go figure. American school system's not the best, but I wish there was better background on all of this because I think that being able to see where we were and who helped change what is important. And I think that we have to take that seriously.
1: Most definitely. I mean, we don't need to, perhaps we do. How about we highlight the fact that, and I'm specifically calling it same-sex marriage, was legalized federally during our lifetime within the past 10 years. And also not even within the past 10 years, within the past like uh year. The fact that you could be discriminated on the basis of sex also happened to cover sexual orientation and gender identity. Incredibly recent that that can also be put into place. And it is most definitely a reminder of how far we've come, how much further we have to go, but also it should be a slap in the face to you the fact that this was implemented so recently. It's the same crap that they tried to pull for the civil rights movement of why you can open your history book or search on Google and any picture that you're going to find of MLK from the 1950s is going to be in black and white. Do you know why? Because they're trying to convince you that this happened years and years and years ago as opposed to, oh, quite recently, the fact that your grandparents can remember segregated mm-hmm. locations mm-hmm. across the United States.
0: It's huge. It's massively important. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because there's something that I want to talk about with RBG. Not everyone is aware of this because not everybody likes to watch people throw the skin of dead pigs to and fro and body slam one another into a terrible water sucking crop. Um, but that is something that I continue to do. We can talk about the politics of that later. However, Colin Kaepernick taking an E and RBG said that it was dumb, says that it was stupid. I think that's something that when we remember her and when we look at her as a person, I didn't know her personally, none of us did. Well, maybe someone that listens to this did, sorry. Most of us don't, okay? Most of us don't know her personally, but we know what she said, what she did publicly, what she backed, where she was a dissenting opinion. We can look back at that and try to form an idea of who she was as a person with that. And when I look recently and I see that she was so openly against a peaceful incredibly respectful protest of police brutality, it made it really hard for me to mourn her in a very grave manner, not to mention the amount that she fought against uh, indigenous people of the Americas. She was active in fighting against, I think uh, when she voted against it, it, it was called Indian sovereignty so she was constantly working against sovereignty for first nations people and for indigenous people. And in my brain, my worry is that she will be celebrated in the same way that um, Susan B. Anthony is celebrated. And that makes me sad because Susan B. Anthony is trash. Mm. And I don't want us to fall as white women Super pumped. One, I don't want us to fall into the same trap where we celebrate RBG and Susan B. Anthony on the same kind of deityism, putting them above other humans, where we celebrate them and ignore not even the problematic, but the racist things that were behind them. I also worry about the way people are celebrating RBG in really forgetting that she's Jewish. And how important that is to the way she talks, the way she read, the way she found certain things important, and why it was so significant for a Jewish woman to be there. I don't know how to draw a different parallel, but I'm going to try to do this without being too clumsy. The best way that I can try and piece this together is earlier this year, we, as a nation, and people who like sports mourned the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and other individuals but specifically right now talking about Kobe Bryant we as a nation had to identify you have you have to be able to mourn someone and recognize that they did harm to others and leaving space for those against whom that harm was done and if you're someone who was harmed there has to be space for other people to mourn for progress that was done for them or for good that was done for them. And I think that that was, it almost feels like some sort of foreshadowing in that that was a lesson that we learned so early this year. And I think we're still having to relearn it with RBG and looking at everything that she's done that was positive and negative.
1: Definitely. Her passing was something that brought me to tears in the same way that 45 being elected to the presidency brought me to tears. It was in part tears based off of the person, but the real majority of it was a mourning for the future And all those that would be negatively impacted that had already been done so. And the fact that, for what I can see for the foreseeable future, isn't really all that optimistic. No longer a celebration of diversity, or even not even just a celebration, I guess, just an acceptance of diversity there. Again, I know I'm going to harp back to it as a middle-class white woman. The information that I've consumed about Ruth Bader Ginsburg through documentaries and other movies has largely been positive and focused on what she has done for women and equality. I have not, until recently, and kind of through you and what some of the information you were sharing with me, been exposed to the harm that she has done for indigenous folks and also the fact that she said, hey, not standing during the anthem or kneeling during it is dumb and stupid. And the fact that she would say, as I read on further in that article, I would say the same thing if someone was burning the American flag. And I don't think burning the American flag and not standing during the anthem are uh, comparable to one another. In, in my opinion, so it's also a reckoning of seeing her where she was. As you said, there are were people, were a mix of good and bad, and when we look to a person, we shouldn't just only celebrate the good work that they did, but also recognize that it's once again a situation where other folks were Outcast. I'm excited
0: to see now that the initial shock has kind of worn off for people. I am excited to see the way that her memory is now shown. I think that typically right when you hear someone's passing, immediately all the good things come flooding up. You, you think of what your life will lack without them. You, you think about the good things and how you won't have them anymore And that's something that uh, you and I, both women, it's a real fucking concern right now. It's a huge concern. I am so incredibly grateful that I have an IUD. Incredibly grateful. I'm also worried because I got mine um, in February or March of 2017. 2022 comes up and it's got to come out. I don't know if I'm going to have access. And so that's something that I'm worried about talking to my doctors about, because if that means pull it out now and give me, give me a fresh one, give me a fresh one. I don't want to, I don't want to take the risk of this going away. I am so fortunate that that is something that I have access to, that my body is able to live with Yes, I'm fortunate for those things, but I, I'm i terrified of it going away. I am terrified of my friends who, and we can argue about whether people use birth control for, you know, assisting with uh, epilepsy management or for acne trouble or for, I don't know, because you like to take a bunch of cream pies. I don't care what the reason is that you're taking birth control. I want you to have access to it. And I want you to have... Clear access to it, I, like it—it's it, terrifying to me. It's terrifying. I don't—I don't want abortion to go away. I don't want it to become illegal because all that happens—that just means unsafe. It Doesn't go away. It's never gonna go away. I'm terrified for looking at the next few years and seeing what's going to be rolled back, because I already don't have a ton of bodily autonomy.
1: I am frustrated by the fact that it seems any progress we make, whether it is related to women's rights to their own body or healthcare, that we seem to be on a cycle of, you can anticipate it to last for about four to eight years, and then depending on the next president, sorry, it might get reversed. I I am tired of living in a country where any forward progressive progress is considered temporary. It, It feels like I can have the rug pulled down from under my feet at a moment's notice. Don't know how to sort through those feelings other than it's the reality that we live in, and I just must accept it and adapt to it as the years change. As you mentioned, maybe look a little more forward-thinking if you happen to have the resources for that, if you can switch out your IUD, if there are any other types of uh, procedures or anything.
0: Stockpile plan pretty, pretty B. Pretty Stockpile plan yeah. B stockpile birth control yeah maybe
1: it is thinking a little more long term in that way and yes if you have the resources to do that do that but i i i do feel that the only options are accept it for where it is try to make small incremental change or live off of the pipe dream that if your resources do turn out to be larger move to another country that already has all this shit figured out
0: And this is where I think that we're in a tough spot. Thinking of forward progress as something temporary. I think that rather than looking as forward and backward, in which I think my brain and typically your brain would be that moving forward tend to be things that are more toward, whether you want to say left or liberal or open, like that's the direction that we think of when we think of progress and that going backward tends to be things that are more conservative, possibly right-leaning, when we think about progress rather than forward and backward, I, I look at more of who, who are the people that are in charge at that time? And what, what I've seen and what I think other people have seen as well, because this has been pretty open for people is that the entire spectrum of United States politics from a small level to a large level has all been moving, right. Things that used to be right wing party, are now seen as left because our idea of what center is has moved so far to the right. And so we're just cycling further and further and further to right, coming a little bit left, going further right, coming a little bit left, going further right. I do not think that Biden-Harris is a liberal ticket. I don't think Biden-Harris is a Democratic ticket. I don't.
1: Did you see that clip of
0: participants
1: in a Trump rally that were there and cheering for them. And then one man's hand goes up ah. as, as so in a way that would be reminiscent of a high.
0: You mean at about 45 degrees where the hand is entirely stiff, not shaking right to left or up and down.
1: And then a second joined in and then a third went halfway and then stopped because then he, Remembered where they were and what what was actually going on, and I think that's a a good.
0: Do you know what occupation those gentlemen have? They're cops. Of
1: course they are. <laughs> Sorry, I did not know the.
0: Just to come did full not know circle, the
1: but I was going to say I'm yeah. about ninety five percent sure you're going to tell me that they are police officers. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I think, I think that constantly cycling further and further right has, has come where people who are far conservative, people who are, we'll put it plainly, people who are fascists have been getting more and more organized. People who are anti-fascists have not been continuing organization, I also think, and this is something that you and I have seen and have heard from people that, um, Oh, you're, you're, you're tolerant, you're tolerant, you're okay with stuff. Or are you intolerant? I'm tolerant of damn near everyone. I am intolerant of very few people, but yes, you're right. You caught me in a logical fallacy. Oh no, I have to take part in society while also pointing out the society has flaws. Oh no, you're so smart. hate those arguments. It doesn't have anything to do with that. I can point out the flaw of something and still be trapped in order to have to take part in that thing. I can understand that I want my friends to express themselves however they want to and to be safe to do so from their government and from abuse and harm from other people. I can want that for people and also recognize that in order to do that, we have to band together to create some sort of border that we're not allowing other people to cross socially. We have to this. Oh, and this ties really well. Look at you. You're so good at organizing my brain because this ties exactly into something that I wanted to talk about because it's something that, yes, you're so good at these Catherine in the same way that we were talking about having some sort of signal for queers are you queer? are you a lesbian? are you bi? like trying to do stuff like that whether it's hanky code, tattoos, jewelry, the way you style your hair, the clothes you wear, phrases you use. There's something that that's been typical on the punk scene for forever and I've seen it pop up on TikTok and I didn't realize that young kids didn't know about it. Lace code. Lace code. Super easy. You don't have to worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> Lace coat. So it comes down to, if, if, if you're out in a punk or hardcore scene and you have Doc Martens, or in many cases, because Docs have gotten super expensive and their quality has gone out the door since they swapped manufacturers, any sort of high ankle black boot and you ladder lace your laces, that's not the typical crossing laces. It's a stylistic way of lacing your laces. There are certain colors that mean certain things. For instance, he- whoa!
1: Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. this is something yeah. I'm unfamiliar with. So you you are educating not only our audience, but oh, me good. as hey. part of your audience.
0: Let's I was pumped continue. to see this pop up on TikTok, um, because I was glad to see other people explaining it and saying like, yes, actually, this is still a thing. And I was frustrated to see that there are so many people, typically younger, but not all of them, saying like, no, this isn't a thing anymore. Is it not a thing anymore, or were you not educated on it? For instance, if you're ladder lacing your boots, don't do it with red and don't do it with white because you're a Nazi. That easy. Just don't do it. Don't do that. And I think that when you have something that's that subtle, it is super easy for someone who laced their boots that way to be able to say, no, I just like these colors. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. As a cover. And I feel like you should have better friends to point this out to you because like purple is queer, yellow is anti-racist. Like let's just talk about the things that are common and sure everywhere. White and red, you're going to get jumped. And I'm not going to feel bad for you because you're you're a racist, Nazi fascist. That's something that I think that In general, when it comes to tolerance or intolerance, that what? (laughs) Is it Scotty?
1: Sorry, my cat is scratching at the door to be let back in. So we're taking a brief interlude for a message
0: from our sponsors. (laughs) Um, Me, I'm the sponsor. That's it. Well, welcome to the show sponsorship's cool I like a lot
1: <laughs> she even made the cutest little meow when she came back in I'm like,
0: Whoop. thanks for having <laughs> me back like, mom okay. so tolerance intolerance the thing that punks got right is that you don't ask questions first you don't say are you sure you don't just misunderstand no knock schools first ask questions later draw the hard line
1: but then what do we do about the baby Gen Zers that decided to all get matching tattoos of a of a letter reminiscent of Z that also does happen to be a Nazi symbol. So what do we do because that's a genuine case where Portland
0: No, they should have done their research first and the fact that they didn't like that's a bummer and they should cover it right now. Like I I don't I don't mean like go get a cover up. I mean like Cover it right now. Put a Band-Aid over it. Wrap it in gauze. Never let anyone see it. And as soon as you're able to get it, it's allowed to be healed, you go and get a cover-up. Also, out the tattoo artist that was willing to put a Nazi hate symbol on your skin. Out them. Out them right now. So that's that's a great point.
1: One would assume that I, do, I don't know. I don't know how this works. I don't have any tattoos. I hope to one day, but I, I would imagine that any reputable tattoo artist would say, ah, uh, no, I'm actually not going to do that. In the same way that they may say, ah, uh, you came into my shop drunk, intoxicated in some way, shape or form. Ah, uh, no, come back later. I
0: I know a ton that do. They, they hold those standards. They won't do HH88. 14 they won't do s's they won't draw a lightning sky that has two matching lightning bolts they won't there are a ton of things they won't do certain flags they won't do certain helmet types they won't do certain guns they won't um they won't actually write out the 14 words they won't do anything my concern is that perhaps this was a symbol that wasn't as well known as perhaps like 88, 14, the helmet, that kind of stuff, or SH, like my concern is there. I still want that person outed. And I don't mean to say like, don't give them any business. I'd love to be able to look through once we have their name to see online, if this has been a problem for them in the past, would love to, hopefully it hasn't. Hopefully this person will no longer provide those tattoos. And you're right. I guarantee tattoo artists have lost out on money not willing to promote wildly racist or xenophobic art on people's bodies. Of course. I also think that's part of being anti-racist. Let's not put this stuff out there let's not tattoo this shit on people because I don't know the fact that people want it mean this person's a piece of shit anyway. And you're probably taking blood money.
1: As we've talked about before, there is a certain point in time where you reach and you can no longer separate the art from the artist depending on what's being done. So tattoos Mm -hmm. totally valid. It counts. And yeah, we're in a time where cancel culture is incredibly, popular and can kind of catch like wildfire. So as you mentioned, check out the artists, see if this has been a reoccurring theme. If not, give them a space to kind of address their wrongdoing. And then hopefully they're just not going to do it again and then kind of spread the
0: word. Let's not get Nazi tattoos. I'd like to not do that with you. Will you not do that with me? If anyone's listening to this, I also challenge you to not get Nazi tattoos. Congratulations, listeners.
1: Literally the easiest (laughs) thing that I could cross off my list today to do. I feel so accomplished.
0: (laughs) Don't get a Nazi tattoo. Check. Nailed it. Done. When we're interacting with people, we give so many people passes. They're from an older generation. That's just a phrase that they use, they didn't know what that symbol meant any of that. And I think that we have gotten so used to being gaslit by fascists that we have a hard time differentiating. Did something bad really happen or am I just taking it personally?
1: Here's the thing. If they are from a different generation than you, one that happens to be older and they are still in good mental and physical health, Engage in a conversation with them or call them out on why that shit isn't appropriate. So, yes, I am someone who is making a pass that, you know, I've had older relatives before that were suffering from dementia. I'm not going to engage in a conversation with them about why, when same sex marriage was legalized in the United States and they were kind of mouthing off on some things. No, that's not one that I'm going to engage with. But as a blanket, rule it's something that when you get to a certain age in the same way that we shouldn't just kind of like throw away our elderly and forget that they exist they do deserve respect the same that all human beings at all different generations deserve respect, and also yeah if they're saying something that is racist homophobic xenophobic whatever have you yeah you can engage in a conversation with them
0: Absolutely. And call them out. Absolutely. And I'm. there are a bunch of great ways that you can do this. And there's a ton of information online on how do I talk to my family about the racist shit they say? How do I interrupt a conversation between two people at Thanksgiving when they're making jokes about queer people? How do I do that? Not everyone's going to be in a space where they feel like they can interject and say something. Not everyone's going to feel comfortable. I, I know that even as someone that loves confrontation, the way that I do, I know not everyone's going to be able to step into that the same way. Not everyone wants to do that in public. Not everyone wants to take them to the side. I get it. And maybe you don't want to out yourself as queer in those situations. It's true. But there's still ways of being able to look at someone to say like, Hey, that's those words aren't okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. First and foremost, at all times, you do what's within your comfort level and where you are safe. If you are using this as a stretch goal to try to be a better ally or just kind of a member of the community, great. But again, you do it in a space that you know you are safe.
0: I'm so glad that you just said ally because absolutely, this is ally work. There's all, if I'm talking to someone, who hates queer people, is super homophobic, are they gonna listen to me? Oh my God, no. (laughs) No, I can't plead for someone to see my humanity when I'm already subhuman to them. You know who they will listen to? Cis straights. You, as black people can't plead with white people to see black people as human. That's a white people problem. If you have privilege in that scenario, it is even more important that you say something in those situations. If you see someone with a tattoo that really shouldn't shouldn't be there, I think it's kind of your responsibility to uh, to keep an eye on them. Honestly, I, I think that the idea of, you know the I'm just a bystander, things happen around me. Yeah, sure. Things happen around me all the time. But uh, if I see someone grabbing on to another person and person two keeps pushing back and saying, no, thank you. It is absolutely my responsibility to step up and say, hey, they're not interested in talking to you. I can see that. I'm not even involved in this and I can see that. Cut the person who's being abusive out. Turn your vision toward the person who's being abused and interact with them. Get them safe, get them out, whatever it is. But people have to start stepping up with that. They have to. There there are words that are not okay to be said. There are certain words that are being reclaimed. If you are not one of the people reclaiming the word, you cannot use it. I don't care if it's in music. I don't care if it's in a meme. Don't send me a meme with the N word in it because it's no different than you saying it. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. So I think that (laughs) there's so many ways that we have to start interjecting and they don't have to be big and explosive, but they have to start happening. And if no one's listening to you, there's one other uncomfortable thing that you can do and it's severe and it hurts. Cut those people out, cut them out, leave them. They're not worth it. If they're not willing to do better, if they're not even willing to listen to you talk about doing better, cut them out. Knock skulls first. Ask, questions later. What's up, inglorious bastards? Some Nazi scouts? Nazis. Yoink. Mm -mm. Not part of my community. No, thank you. Sympathizers? Mm -mm. Not a part of my community. Thank you. If you guys can have your special little symbols and dog whistles pretending that, oh, no, uh, that's not really a signal. Okay. Sure sounds great that reminds me of something else that i saw on tiktok which made me happy it was the uh what's that where (laughs) these people are going around talking about the masks and if if they see someone not wearing it or wearing it incorrectly people like are you going to are you going to the spot tonight and the person right incorrectly is always like well like what are you talking about i don't understand the person asking is like well i mean you, you know, and this they end up having to explain to this person like, well, it's kind of like this this code that we have. Like if, you, if you're not wearing your mask right, like there's the gay club, the spot, we're wondering if, you know, if you're going to be there. Because it looks like from the way you're wearing it, you're into the same thing that I'm into. And don't you know? They put the masks on correctly. Sometimes a false dog whistle is real nice.
1: I love that trend. That's something that I would, Mm -hmm. I would love to do of, oh, you didn't know in the gay community, this means you're down to hook up. So yeah. Are you going to the spot tonight? I love it. I'm sure we could have an entire episode just based solely on the different ways that people wear their masks. I was walking by and I saw a man and he was granted outside walking alone Not really going anywhere, but still, as opposed to having your mask in your pocket or around your arm, he just had it on his forehead. And I'm like, that just doesn't seem comfortable. My gosh. Like a headband? (laughs) Essentially, yes. Ironically, he was Um, bald.
0: Maybe he was trying not to get sunburned. Poor guy. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) This is my anti-glare technology. (laughs) what Whatever is going to work, whether it's to keep you safe or to keep you covered, whatever it is. I have a lot of feelings today. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's the first day of autumn.
1: Yay, we can celebrate that. Another beautiful segue, ten stars <laughs> would recommend. I have at this point already purchased, I don't know uh three packs of pumpkin beer not all at once just saying folks uh-huh. it has been over the course of but hey I, I kind of I started purchasing in August I went into the liquor store with the full intention of buying something else and was like walking through the aisle and then like stopped turned it's like what's this I, I see like sam adams oktoberfest i see yingling's pumpkin beer i see shipyard pumpkin head and i'm like whoa, it's time by the and way none of those are sponsorships expected.
0: but if any of them are interested I, yes i, I a love sponsor. pumpkin beer just saying. for any of those it has been
1: a delightful treat also hard apple cider also regular apple cider go pick your own apples get the cider drink it warm if you want to make an adult beverage put rum in it rum in rum it put rum in it rum, put rum in it. <laughs> rum it's great a delicious way to celebrate autumn one of the best seasons especially as someone who lives in New England. I know you also have lived in New England for a time. The changing of the leaves, it's magical. People come here just to
0: see It's the already exchange. happened in the high country here. All of our aspens are, they're done. It happened so early, I think because it was so hot and then we had that snow. It just killed us, but yeah, that's right. the aspens, the color, it's already, the beauty is already among us.
1: look at us being I know
0: (laughs) I do so I I love autumn I love autumn because I love cardigans and I love scarves and I'm not talking about I say that I know that you you know what I wear and you see what I'm seeing when I talk about my cardigans and scarves but when you talk about basic white women with cardigans and scarves it's not the same it's different I swear but that that's part of the reason why I love it is because like it's time when I can like layer a little bit it's not cold in the morning and then by the time I'm walking out to my car in the afternoon I'm like sweating pulling off my layers it's just like nice and consistent everything is crisp
1: it just stays cold and crisp all day what an amazing feeling I hear you. I also have a extensive scarf collection. Go figure when you actually cut your hair short, a gift that people will give you for the holidays and birthdays is a scarf. So I've accumulated a few. You're tempting, tempting
0: naked neck. Far too vulgar (laughs) for the public space.
1: Well, it's balanced out by the fact that in autumn I don't expose my ankles, so I'm just exposing my neck instead.
0: Keep your ankles and knees covered, you hussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's so great. You you can wear loafers and wing tops and cute little boots and all of the white girls will just dress like Han Solo which is something uh-huh. my friend and I were laughing uh-huh. about they weren't aware that was a stereotype I was like oh yeah you see a white girl that's wearing skinny blue jeans she has on um, knee-high brown or black boots it's going to be a white or cream long sleeve shirt underneath And then there's going to be a black vest or brown vest on top. And Mm -hmm. there you go. The Han Solo of Autumn. It's
0: incredible to watch. I love it. I love spooky season. I love being scared. I love, I don't like the gore in horror, but I like horror movies. I like thrillers. I like psychological thrillers. I love the paranormal stuff. I love the things that help me not sleep at night um i'm sure that has something to do with my depression or anxiety <laughs> but like i said better than therapy everything
1: joe just said about spooky season <laughs> i viciously <laughs> hate with a passion and that my friends is what we call balance in a relationship
0: <laughs> we both do love the the pumpkin spice things the the crispness of everything the There are things about autumn. True. There are things about autumn that are wonderful that don't have to do with peeing yourself in a haunted house. I can't think of many right now, but there are some things that have nothing to do with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pumpkin carving, apple picking, literally just sitting outside and enjoying a
0: cup of coffee
1: or tea. I love Halloween, though.
0: Honestly, I it is Halloween is for the gays. Has to be because it's a day when you can finally, whatever you want to wear, you wear, you dress up as whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You are whoever you want to be that day. And I, it is 100% a holiday for the gays. And maybe that's why I love it so much. Maybe even young me was like, I love this. And older me looking back is just like, (laughs) you'll find out why, um, I've just always loved it. Always been into Halloween. I have
1: to say my favorite holiday in autumn is not Halloween, but I tend to be friends with people whose favorite holiday is Halloween in autumn. I am more of a Thanksgiving person. I like the fact that it is a holiday centered around food. There is none of this pressure to get anyone in your family a present or a gift you're literally coming together to eat to drink you'll probably put on football or the macy's day parade or whatever it is i'm sure your family has something that they do that they'll do a game or put on the tv or you'll go out in the backyard maybe and do some activity something and that is my
0: i very much enjoy thanksgiving and as we're saying this, we're going to need to have a conversation about that holiday. I love having my whole family together and looking around and being grateful for the love and support that I have. I love cooking some of these foods that we only have once a year because they're super rich and tasty, but the fun part is looking forward to them once a year. I love playing games and watching movies and getting all of that time together. I absolutely hate any other background about Thanksgiving. I know you do too. And that's something where we have done. And by we, I mean everyone in the United States has done this thing where as you grow up, you just want it to be a day that you get off of work, although not everyone does, but that's the pipe dream. But you want it to be a day when you can be with the people that make you thankful to still be alive. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's
1: I couldn't hold it out. That timing was just so was good terrible and bad at the same time. It's Day where you're thankful for everyone to be alive despite the fact that it's a day that we celebrate the bloodshed yeah. of the indigenous people in america and tell this atrociously fake story again yay american education system wow we're going hard on them today but why it's just a very simple agree with you i love the concept of thanksgiving hate the history behind it and what we're kind of because I, re- I remember being a child and in school we would oh gosh okay sorry folks but we would dress up as like pilgrims and Indians so not only would you slap your hand on a piece of paper or draw around and make a turkey great cute adorable would recommend but I remember like getting paper bags from the grocery store, cutting them up, making this little vest and you can be a pilgrim and then making another like headband with feathers in it so that you can be an Indian and you would go in school and have a meal together. Yeah. No thank you. It, it's along with the fact of certain holidays that we need to abolish. Oh my god. Columbus Day. <sighs> Let's
0: get rid of that.
1: Don't know why we're still celebrating that. And its heart and what it's evolved to is good
0: you're talking about thanksgiving day not columbus day right
1: i am sorry i am talking thanksgiving oh yeah most definitely i'm just straight up abol- abolish columbus day I, no reclaim thanksgiving get rid of the crap history that were this falsehood that we're telling people
0: better explanation of what actually happened i want the erasure of the trail of tears to be stopped i think that it's also important that And this is what I would love. I love that Columbus Day in some places, cough, cough, it has been changed to Indigenous People's Day. Learn about, celebrate, invest in, support, make a priority of the Indigenous people around you. Find ways to do that. You can't tell me that you don't like to listen to Indigenous people's music because what does indigenous people's music sound like? Because it sounds like rock and rap and hip hop. And it yes, there's sometimes language that I don't understand. But if you listen to K-pop, you're used to listening to language that you don't understand and still dancing around to it. So let that settle in. Great point. Also with Columbus Day, you can't tell me that Italians have no one better to offer. Really? that's who you want people in the United States of America thinking about is Columbus (laughs) out of anyone or anything else you can offer for real. No, thank you.
1: We should do that for a quick poll. I wonder how many people would be able to identify (laughs) that Columbus was from Italy. I'm genuinely curious. We'll have
0: to ask. We'll have to ask around and report back.
1: Still. Great point that you just made. Italy has a lot more to offer (laughs) than Christopher Columbus. That does not need to, if we need to celebrate an Italian on the American calendar holiday system. Seriously, pick someone else.
0: I think we should do something similar with Thanksgiving. I think that, I think that, whatever. I don't, And I don't know the perfect way to do this, whether it's move the date for what you and I think of as day of thanks, move that to a different day or keep it the same day or I have no idea. But I think there should be a day of thanks when you are allowed to take some time to chill the fuck out, to not have to work and to be able to just say, these are the people that I'm, I'm thankful to be alive because of these people around me. I want that. I also want there to be more of an acknowledgement of what has happened and what continues to happen to the First Nations, indigenous, Aboriginal, Native people from this continent. Um, because one thing that I have seen some confusion on from many different groups of people, so I want to make crystal fucking clear here. Indigenous peoples of America are still alive. This isn't a past tense conversation. Missing and murdered Indigenous women is literally a pandemic right now. They're going missing still right now. This is a problem. This isn't a past tense thing. These languages are alive and well. These people are alive and well. Uh, uh Maybe not well.
1: It's true. It is a unfortunate reality that if you're going to try to think of someone as Native American or Indigenous, what's going to come up are stereotypes. You are going to potentially think of cigars, casinos, a logo for a sports team. I hope each one of those just made you feel more uncomfortable as I kept going. The indigenous people of America are alive, still here, in the U.S.
0: I was excited to see that um, a large portion of Oklahoma was returned to the proper yeah. land. I was so excited about that. Again, it was one of those things where my brain popped right back to RBG, but we've already talked about that. And just like we need more progress. For land ambassadors, we need land to be returned to land ambassadors. The original land ambassadors that's that's great. Um, perhaps then, some with their understanding of land management that they've had for thousands of years, perhaps we wouldn't have the fires that we do. Perhaps people like the land wouldn't be in the kind of trouble that it is right now weird that if you're a steward to something for long enough you'd know how to do it right
1: it's also really important to highlight the fact that the knowledge that the indigenous folks had is also something that's not restricted to just land management because i can see some some people saying like oh mm, that's great but you know that doesn't really apply to me i kind of don't see it I'm going to butcher this story, but essentially, did you know that natives would use charcoal to take care of their teeth and then were, you know, taken over by the white man? And at a point in time, oh, no, that was dirty. And then we made a huge freaking industry out of toothpaste. And what is all the rage that you're seeing right now in stores? Charcoal toothpaste, charcoal face masks, all of this other thing that there is been taken and kind of bombarded by the beauty industry and and capitalism
0: there's a great word for that are you ready
1: gentrification
0: but stolen you're right just i mean just straight up
1: today's episode is brought to you by the letter g
0: (laughs) oh my god for good god i'm sorry oh my god so sorry the amount of editing you're going to have to do in this episode is Astronomical because these segue-segu things are
1: bullshit. No, I think it all sounds great. I'm um, just going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of what we're talking about and how we're transitioning like the pro-podcasters we are. <laughs> Yay. Yeah.
0: Talking about what happened last Friday. Talking about what's coming in autumn. Two things that I think are important to talk about today as we're recording, Tuesday, and tomorrow, Wednesday. Today, unless I'm wrong, which I probably am, but I'm going to say I'm when not. Right,
1: today, today is the day that we're... Go-
0: Joan Jett's birthday?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, we were going to say different things. Would you look at that? And tomorrow's
0: by visibility
1: day thought by visibility week was last week maybe or two weeks ago so i i know i know there is a day i know there is a week as well so i was confused i'll be honest and annually from september 16th to the 23rd marvelous so that did start last week and is still going on right now there we go that makes sense by visibility day should be during by visibility week fantastic (laughs)
0: your logic is impeccable (laughs) today I
1: was going to say is a voter registration awareness day I know that's not the official term for it however I thought we were also going to call attention to you should vote if you are of legal age and register to do that
0: Yep. Yep. Vote. Vote. Ask the people around you if they're registered to vote. And if they're not, help them get registered. Uh, Perhaps your neighbors are having some mobility challenges. Help them get registered to vote.
1: Check if your state is allowing mail-in ballots or absentee ballots. Uh, Same thing, by the way, just so everyone's on the same page, those two are actually synonymous. It's just trying to get you to think of it in a different way. But check if your state is allowing COVID-19 as a reason for not voting in person. Also, if you are uncomfortable For whatever reason, not submitting your ballot over mail, check to see if your state is offering different locations on election day where you can physically drop it off in person. So at least that way you're kind of, maybe you're being a little bit safer for yourself or staying more inside your comfort zone to just go somewhere and drop off as opposed to waiting in line. So please look at what your state is offering and what the deadlines are because it's different across each state for when you can register.
0: It's also important to take a look at how long it's going to take your ballot. Once you've completed your ballot and want to return, if you're not able to drop it off, you want to mail it, fine. Make sure you look to see how far ahead you should put it into the mail. And we all know the challenges with the USPS right now. That is still not gone away just because it's not in the news anymore doesn't mean that it has gone away. Hold tight to that. Figure out how far in advance you should put it in the mail. The sooner is always going to be better. But like Catherine said, if you want to drop it off, drop
1: it off. Hot take of the week: the only blue lives that matter are those of the USPS.
0: Yay USPS! Um, on on the fun side, Joan Jet. Yay! Are you familiar no. with Joan Jet? <laughs> really?
1: I thought you would be Google to get an image because I'm bad with names and better with pictures.
0: Are you familiar with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts? I do recognize this person. (laughs) So in addition to today being voter registration day, figure out if you're registered to vote, get registered to vote, help those who need to get registered to vote, get registered to vote. Today's also Joan Jett's birthday which is very exciting. She is someone who for a long time chose not to out herself. And that was um, a big sticking point for a lot of people in the queer community. She didn't want to pigeonhole herself into being just a queer artist. She wanted people to like her music for liking her music. She wanted people to listen to and like her lyrics because they liked the lyrics, um, and she was always open about what she was singing with. She was like, if you paid attention to my lyrics, if you paid attention to the songs, you would know. Hello. It wasn't until 2018 that she actually openly came out. So it was very recently. And I'm I'm not saying openly as into her family. I mean, like to the vast world of music and music fans. But she was always super important to me. I also quite enjoy her because... Her haircut since the first time I saw her has always been mullet-esque. And let's be serious, you know that I love a good mullet. So that's exciting. Just happy birthday, Joan Jett. She's incredible. If you don't know who Joan Jett is, Google her, listen to a few things. I can guarantee you know who she is. You do.
1: And it's also by Visibility Week and by Visibility Day. So say hi to your friendly neighborhood bisexual. No, they are not confused. Yes, that is an appropriate gender identity for anyone who's attracted to two or more genders. And let's give them a shout out and celebrate them.
0: Thanks, bye, people. Thank you. You're doing great. Thank you for there being a B in LGBTQIA two plus. That's great. Just because you're in a straight looking relationship doesn't mean that you're not bi. Just because you tend to date more of one gender than another doesn't mean you're not bi. I think that it's super important that as a community, I think so often we get focused on what you and I have talked about looking queer enough. Or doing things that make you appear queer. And you and I raz on each other a lot about it, but that can make a lot of bi people or a lot of not gay, not lesbian people feel like they're not necessarily queer enough to be part of the community or to be welcome in spaces. But you are, you're bi. I think that it's also important to identify that bi people are not bi because they want to quote-unquote give hope that they'll end up in a straight relationship to their families or they want to say they're bi because they don't want to admit that they're actually gay. It's an identity. It's true. And also if if you're not bi for forever, that's okay. Sometimes you're bi till you're not. Sometimes you're gay till you're not
1: sexuality is fluid as does your self-expression and identity it changes as you change again we see you if you are in traditionally a heterosexual relationship if you find one gender more intimidating than some of the other ones we get that you're still valid dating is scary no matter who it is so do what you can on this week and this day to celebrate who you are and your self expression. Congrats. Bye. And on that note, we're going to say bye bye. That's all we have for today.
0: Please subscribe, rate, review, unsensational, wherever you're listening to us. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. YouTube and Amazon music as well. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are unsensational JK on all platforms. Um, if you have topic suggestions or if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email to unsensational at gmail.com or click the contact page on our website, unsensationalpodcast.com, And we have a form there. If you feel so inclined, toss us some dough. On our Patreon, patreon.com backslash unsensational JK. Uh, this has been quite unsensational. Keep it queer. <music>